You are listening to the Build Your Network podcast. If you're tired of the old way of networking, the business cards, the awkward conversations, and the aggressive pitches, but you know how crucial your network is to your success in life, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Build Your Network, the only top-rated show committed to helping you master content networking, foster real relationships, increase your authority, and build the network of your dreams. Listen in on conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, authors, thought leaders, and more as we deconstruct their best strategies for your success. So get ready to burn your business cards, ditch the name tag, and discover the new way to network with your host, Travis Chappell. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Build Your Network podcast. I am so glad I get to welcome Jason Dries to the show. He is a husband, father of four boys, which I can't even imagine with uh, one of my own. Uh, He's an entrepreneur, author, speaker, and a performance coach based in Austin, Texas. He has over 10,000 hours of coaching sessions delivered in his career, and he has an uncanny ability to rewire the mindsets of those he works with to achieve unprecedented results. His ever-expanding understanding of the power of mindset continues to push his clients to unlock their full potential and experience extraordinary growth in all areas of their lives. I've got so many questions for you, and I'm excited to jump in. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Eric. Great to be here. I love to connect today. Yeah, really excited to have you on. And right before trying to record, a fire alarm was going off. And I think that's a good indicator that you're going to bring some heat to today's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Bring the heat. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I can't imagine in kindergarten, you were saying, I want to be a high performance coach. You know, (laughs) when they asked you what you want to be when you grew up, what was on your radar as a kid? Like, what did you want to be when you grew up? When I was a kid, I wanted to be a firefighter. That Hmm. was what I wanted. Fireman. Fireman. It all ties um, together, man. It all ties together. Yeah, the fire alarm firefighters. But you know, after grade school and you stop talking about it, I was really just unknown. I didn't know. Yeah. Did you have any push from your family any which way? Or was it kind of just something you didn't talk about? My family was happy that I went to college. You know, okay. my sister, my older sister was the first like college grad in our family. So they were happy I went. But my whole family was all, they'll just get jobs and work. You know, mm-hmm. so they just kind of assumed I'd get a job and work. I was always you know, self-directed because I like to have money. I didn't grow up with a lot of it. So if I wanted money, I had to make it. So that was basically it, you know? What was the mindset you had around money and business? Like, did you have any negative lessons you were kind of taught either verbally or just by learning about money? Or was it something that was more of a motivator for you? Like, oh, I don't have a lot of money. That's something that I want to change. Well, early on, I realized that like, you know, when I went to high school in kind of like a middle slash upper class area, you know, I had I had friends I went to school with who got BMWs for their 16th birthday, right? I got a job, right? So, <laughs> right. so I was around people that had a lot of money, and I wanted no. to be on that side. And I, you know, I didn't know how, so I just I had I've had a job since I was 15 years old, and I started working. And my parents did the best they could. Mm-hmm. You know, they came from a limited financial mindset, and they passed along the limited financial mindset. And I think the thing that's really been the limiting factor in my success over the past, you know, 20 years was really my financial mindset. It was like literally the Achilles that held me back. So until my financial mindset expanded, the results of my efforts didn't work. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that moment that your financial mindset expanded, because I think everybody has that moment where their eyes are open to a new path. Like there's something different than just going to college, getting a job. When was the first time that your eyes kind of opened to that? Well, there was a lot of moments, really. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was like the first moment was in 
2003 or 2004 when I first read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That created a shift right there that you don't work for weekends, you work to build wealth, right? That's yeah. and that's where that shift started. So I started starting businesses and tried to start businesses. And then when I became a coach about you know 10 years ago, I started to understand that I had some limitations in the past and a scarcity mindset. And I would, yeah. you know, I would had a history of like anytime I'd make money, I would spend it till I had the same amount left. Because right. if I had more money, I would be uncomfortable. All the way up until you know 2019, when I was had an opportunity to work with one of my clients who was going to really push my business upward was Brandon Turner with Bigger Pockets, mm. and I, I actually did financial mindset exercises for like three weeks because I realized the thing with him wasn't working because I wasn't a high enough mindset. And after I did three weeks of financial mindset exercises, it literally like blew up, and ever since then, my business hasn't stopped growing. I'm curious. We usually ask this question at the end, but you're bringing up mindset, personal development, and Obviously, yeah. and then also being around people like a Brandon Turner is going to elevate you a little bit because you're getting around other people yeah. with big vision, big dreams. Do you think that who you know or what you know is more important and why? I would say what you know. Well, <laughs> both have been helpful. I like to, you know, Brandon Turner and my relationship with him has had a big impact on Jason Dree's coaching and blowing up over the past, you know, couple of years. I think it would have happened eventually for somebody else if it wasn't Brandon. So it's it's hard to say who or what. It's a combination of both, right? And because you have to be able to walk the path right. in front of you. And then also, this isn't a planet with one person on it. So you're going to interact with other people. And a big part of a big part of financial mindset that blocks a lot of people is their willingness to receive money or receive help. So I really couldn't tell. It's both of them, right? It's both. What were some of the mindset changes? I mean, obviously you mentioned like there were a lot of little moments that that brought you along the way. But when did it start becoming a thing of like realizing how powerful having those mindset shifts were and then thinking like, I want to share that with people. I want to start telling people about this. Well, I started coaching professionally in 2013. And I started to understand the experience, the the power of coaching because I went to a couple of Tony Robbins events. I had a coach myself. I saw the shift in me. And then I started to figure out how to change beliefs. And I started to realize that beliefs, when you start to shift beliefs, you start to get movement and flow and that sort of thing. So I started chasing how to change beliefs. But it wasn't until 2019 when I literally hit this massive wall where I literally was like, all right, I'm going back to sales. I'm not meant to be a coach. Nothing's working. And I quit, threw my hands up in the air because I was hitting wall after wall after wall. And then when I quit, everything started. The next month, I had more business flow in in four weeks than I had in six months. And I'm like, what just happened? Because I quit and it starts working, but I give it all I've got and I get nothing. And that was the turning point where I realized that alignment with success creates success, not hard work. And in 2019, my business did $100,000 in revenue. In 2020, my business did a million dollars in revenue. And then 2021, the business did about two and a half million. So it grew 10x and then 2.5x. And this year we're growing again. That's wild. Do you think some of that success too was, you know, when you step back from it and you're not trying to burst through these walls, like was it getting rid of that desperation mindset a little bit and just like being okay with whatever happens, happens in that moment? Or like, what do you attribute that kind of move forward to? That's a part of it, Eric. You know, like the... The thing is like, you have to know your starting point. So sometimes we're in resistance to our starting point. But really the what the biggest thing I, I understood is that I used to operate that I'm not successful now. I have to work to create success. That's the, my, that's the old way. And what I figured out is that success is the starting point, 
not the destination. Can you expand on that just to... Yeah. So like you and I, we're conditioned to work our butts off, right? You want to be successful? Work hard, right? Work hard. But but if hard work created success, we'd be billionaires, right? So hard work increases your chances of alignment with success, right? And then when you get into alignment with success, then stuff flows because we actually have control over the reality we operate in. We just don't know how. Mm. So we end up working hard, working hard, working hard. And eventually we get into alignment. But if you start in alignment, the success happens much faster. What's the difference between, and because every everybody has their different take on this, right? Like, mm-hmm. is there some spiritual way that we manifest things when we change our mindset? Is there just a practical way because it changes the way we operate? Like, how do you balance the difference there between like faking it till you make it and just telling yourself, hey, I'm successful, I'm successful when yeah. maybe you're not versus living in a way that a successful person would and taking those yeah. steps? And it can be perceived as all of those things. What Mm. I have found, and I've proven more times than I can count, is that I I figured out how life works. Like, because (laughs) we all know, that's what I believe. Well, so far, right? It may change next week. And it it keeps surprising me that 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 it works, but I've proven it over and over again. So the simple way to think about it is like, we know that life, like, you know, life responds to you, right? Sometimes right. it responds great. You get deal after deal after deal. And sometimes it's like nothing, right? right. And, and what's the difference, right? And then I, I like to, you know, and it's, it's hard to, it's hard to actually know what's beyond these bodies. So we, I like to play with ideas, right? So one yeah. of the ideas I like to explore is that, you know, from seventh grade, I remember them saying in science class, like we're made of atoms and atoms are mostly free space, right? 99.9999% free space. Like, I'm not even solid. Like what? And the desk is atoms too? I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. So, so you're telling me that I am an energetic piece of energy interacting with an energetic world that I'm told is an attraction-based universe. Would the idea make sense that whoever created all this gave the world a way to respond to us based mm-hmm. on the freak frequency of us? I'm like, that kind of makes sense, right? Because when you're doing great, you're doing great. When you're doing bad, you're doing bad. Yeah. So is it possible that we actually have a system within us to tell us when we're in alignment? Oh, like emotions? Should we follow those, right? So it's like, we have an internal guidance system that most of us don't use because we're all in our head. What I've discovered, and this has like been the radical game-shifting experience is that we all know, most people know that mindset's important. But how do you change mindset? Change my belief. How do you do that? You can do this. You can tap your face. You can scream out loud. There's, right? What I've came to understand is that mindset is the byproduct of something else. Okay. So for example, if I, if I was to draw you a little diagram here, like here's a circle, it says action. And as an entrepreneur, a professional, you want things, we focus on what action I got to mm-hmm. take, right? Now there's a circle that goes around that. We call that circle mindset. And if your mindset is in alignment with the target, it will generate actions that will create the success. If your mindset is not in alignment with the target, it will create actions that will not hit the target. You could tell if you're in alignment, if you feel a positive emotion when you're taking the action. If you feel a negative emotion, you're not in alignment, right? That's mindset. Now, most people spend their time right here. What I've come to discover is there's another circle. I call this frame. I call it your frame. And what I believe frame is, it's the frequency of you as a human being. And I believe the frequency of you is what interacts with life, which gives you new ideas. Because when you start in a frame of success, yes, I'm going to hit the target. I don't know how. I'm not going to stop until I do. That's a frame of certainty. Mm-hmm. It will create a different thought frequency, which creates different thought patterns in your brain. And you create new ideas. And instead of going for a salad every day for lunch, you go for a taco. You get a craving for a taco. And then you bump elbows to somebody in the taco line and they change your life, right? Yeah. So it's this process of interacting with life 
and seeing what's working and then holding yourself aligned with where you want to go. And I've found that's what creates ridiculous success. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. There's so much there. And um, the first time I ever heard this kind of idea was uh, when we interviewed Dave Meltzer, like, and he kind of talks about this. And I'm so, uh, I mean, I was raised religious, but I was always, we were like fundamentalist Christians. So like the idea of any kind of like woo woo energy stuff was always like, no, we don't do that. Like, and so it's a big barrier for me, but like the first time I ever heard that broken down, I was like, it makes sense. Like, and ultimately like what he said in the interview was, you know, it doesn't matter if it's really true. I believe it's true. And so it works for me. And um, I I think that's, I think it's really cool. I'm curious, like, obviously you mentioned emotions and like following what we feel we're in alignment with and, and going that direction. What role then does a coach or mentor play in that? Because there's a lot of people who get coached and say, yeah. I believe it should be done this way. And a coach who's walked the path before says, that's not the best way to do it. Where do yeah. you balance following your, you know, whatever you want to call it versus yeah. listening to outside opinions? Great question, right? So I like to think of mentors as experts in strategy, right? They, they have accomplished something that you want to accomplish. So one thing mentors do is they they open your eyes to what's possible. You may not be thinking big enough, right? That's that's one thing mentors do. And they can show you the way. But just because the mentor gives you their exact formula doesn't mean it's going to work for you, right? Because a lot of times you, you have a, version, a mentor with like a version 50 mindset running version 50 strategies, giving it to the mentee with a version 10 mindset. The version 10, right. version 50 software won't run on version 10. So mentor is a piece of the bottle. Coaches specifically performance coaches and mindset coaches help you get in alignment with the target. 
what I do. Now, most coaches that I've ever seen coach around mindset and action, right? And they'll do things like, well, why don't you pick up the phone and cold call? Well, I don't like cold calling. Well, what type of man are you going to be, right? <laughs> so they'll, they'll force misaligned action, right? And forcing misaligned action does not create success. It doesn't. It works mm -hmm. like this, as opposed to saying there's some resistance there. There's a better way I should do that. What I actually do is I coach people at the frame level. So all I'm really doing and my coaches and my programs and my book that comes out next month, all we're really doing is removing the resistance to success and to that. Because most people are getting in their own way based on their past references, what they think is possible, their financial mindset. It's not going to work for me. It failed before. So most people are unable to hold a clear frame to get what they want because they're constantly in their head. So I basically remove that clutter and then people just explode. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I definitely want to talk a little bit about your book and I always am interested when I talk to authors because I feel like, you know, when I put out content, there's always one driving thought that yeah. propels everything else. Like whether it's the podcast episode, whether it's a blog, whether it's a, a social media post, like there's one thing that I'm like, I hope this gets through. What's the number one thing when you sat down to write the book that you thought this is worth wrapping everything else around it? Yeah. Like this is the concept I want to communicate. The book is called Do the Impossible. That's mm -hmm. what it's called. And the simple concept is in the next moment, anything can happen. Anything can happen. But most people, what I've found is that 98% of the population, what they do next is a repeat of what they just did with a variance of 1% to 3%. So the premise of the book is in the next moment, anything is possible. So why not aim at a target that excites you? That's mm. the book right there. That's great. I, I think this kind of goes in circles back a little bit to what I was asking earlier because this is something, and it's something I wrestle with all the time. So I, I'm always asking people about this. But one thing that always panics me, you know, and I laugh because I watched the Gary Vee clips where he says, you're young, you know, but I always yeah. am worried, am I on the right path? Am I on the right mm -hmm. way? You know, when you're, when something doesn't happen instantly, we start going, is this working? Am I in alignment? Am I in the right path? Am I doing this? When do you identify that it's time to stop trying to change yourself in this area or stop trying to invest in this thing? When do you know it's not a wall that you can break through versus a wall that's telling you like, go a different path? A couple things there. So my suggestion is to get really good at knowing the difference between your thinking and your knowing, right? Because what I'm doing and the book I'm writing and the coaching program I've created and the, and the clients I have and my Mindset Academy program is all basically my, me dissecting what I just did. And the way I've built my business and everything is completely unorthodox compared to other businesses and how they say you should be run, but that's how I wanted to do it. So I'm literally living my life trying to do it the way I want to. And I found that the more we follow our unique path, the more magic flows in. And the thing that stops us from flowing that, following that unique path is our thinking, which mm -hmm. is our past references and our social conditioning. If you, for example, or one of your listeners is, is at a point where they're like, I don't know if I should continue or not. Well, number one, do you want to continue or not? Mm -hmm. Number two, what do you know? Like there's a recurring thought that you, you may or may not be listening to. You know what right. to do. Right? You know what to do. And 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 really to, to understand that it's part of a journey. I started out in civil engineering and then I dropped out and went into sales. And, and then sales became an end sales engineer. And then went back to sales. And then yeah. I met a, a company, my sales engineer at a tech company, he was an engineer. That's what my first startup company, we worked together, right? And then I, from that company, I wanted to do better. And I like Tony Robbins audio programs. I hired a Tony Robbins coach. I went to a Tony Robbins event. I came out, I'm like, I'm not in sales, I'm a coach. So it's all a journey, right? So the more you 
dive into the journey, the more fulfilling it is, the more passionate it is. And actually, the, that's the fastest way to get the result is to savor the process because rushing actually slows you down. Yeah, I love that. Well, look, I know we're here at the end of our time. I'm going to move us into our rapid round. I've got some quick questions I want to ask you. I'd love to get your thoughts mm-hmm. on. First of all, if you could sit on a park bench with anybody past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? I think right now it would be my wife, Alexis. And we are so busy with both our businesses <laughs> and our four kids. Sitting down with her for an hour would be amazing. Yeah. Uninterrupted time is the key word there. <laughs> uh, a full hour. Yeah. The next question that I had for you is what's the best way that you like to learn? Is it books, audiobooks? Is it going to conferences, mentorships? Yeah. What's your favorite way to to learn? I don't read a lot of books, actually. I hardly read any books. But my, right now, I'm doing a lot of just discovery of my own content. So it's real, literally what's going in. And I just follow my excitement. If this podcast sounds interesting, I lead to that. If this live event sounds interesting, I lead to that. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of follow what excites me. Love it. What profession other than your own do you think it'd be fun to attempt? Professional wake surfer. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I don't think I'd be a professional wake surfer, but wake surfing is a lot of fun. So it'd be fun learning and trying. Awesome. Or professional off-road racer, actually, that'd be fun too. Which, why not both? Whatever. Why not, why not both? Uh, yeah. Give me a glimpse of your morning routine. My morning routine is I do not have a consistent morning routine. I don't. I've never been a routine person. No I ice bath so. in the morning and uh, two hours of yoga. A, <laughs> no, I just... I've In my process to get into alignment, I've been avoid. I don't like resistance, right? So but yeah. my morning routine is wake up, have coffee, help my kids get ready for school, see them. Pretty much. What's your go-to pump-up song? I don't know. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of Tool. (laughs) So I don't know if you like Tool, but I've been listening to a lot of Tool lately. So um, Tempest is a pretty awesome song. But if I would really get pumped up, maybe like Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue, that's a good like get you going song. Gotcha, gotcha. What is something that you're not very good at? Accounting, detail. I suck at detail. I suck at like, I'm literally like a Tyrannosaurus Rex where I've got like two personal assistants, like managing everything for me, you know, because the businesses went from me to 25 people in 14 months. So it's just, yeah, it's, 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 I don't do that anymore. So, and, and I'm leaning into what I'm not good at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So other people who are better than me. That was a big realization. Like when I found out that you can just hire someone to do what you don't want to do, it was like, (laughs) it was like, my brain just exploded with such a, <laughs> such a lifesaver. Um, and yeah. the last question here is, uh, what's the number one place online where people can connect with you? Obviously, they can grab a copy yeah. of the book anywhere they buy books. But what is the best place if they want to follow you and kind of yeah. see your journey firsthand? JasonDreesCoaching.com is my website. There's content there. Um, Instagram is probably the best place to go because there's, I put out cons- there's free content there all the time. We do a foundation mindset group program. We do an advanced group program. We do an elite program. We do one-on-one coaching. So if you're interested in exploring that journey even more, take a look at my Instagram page and see if that content aligns with you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jason, for joining me on today's episode. I really appreciate you spending some time and sharing so much knowledge. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome, Eric. And thanks for inviting me to be here. I had a great time. That's it for this episode. If you want to connect with Travis and other like-minded people who also listen to the show, then you're going to want to head over to travischapel.com slash group to join his free Facebook group, Podcast to Profit. Travis will see you there. And remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Sold up. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.